This podcast was recorded live at Life Church Lancashire. For more information on who we are and what we do, visit lifelanks.org. Well, good morning uh, at home or in the room. It's so good to see you. If you're at home, just lean in. No, a bit more than that. Just, that's, that's good. Okay, so it's great to see you this morning. And uh, we're going to uh, launch a new series. But we have a theme for 2021, which is advance. And we're talking about going forward, not just trying to, you know, most of us, I guess, think of about the things we haven't been able to do in the last 12 months. One of which was to baptize. So we're excited about that, as we've already heard this week and next week. But there's other things we haven't been able to do. But we're talking about advance, about going forward, about taking new ground. And so we want to keep on that theme through the year. And then today we're launching launching the new series, which is called In Step. And you can see it's following It's following the theme. And we're going to unpack that over the next few weeks. And we're going to come out of the book of Galatians. And the book of Galatians is all about Paul encouraging the church, the new Christians, to be free. It's all about stop um, living like you were living. You have been free. You have been released to live well for God. And there was a conflict at this time of the people who were uh, with the Jewish heritage were saying, if you're a Christian, you also needed to be uh, of Jewish heritage or you needed to adopt the Jewish way of life. And Paul say, no, don't add one set of rules. Don't get rid of one set of rules of, of being bound and, and, and being uh, in captivity and exchange them for another set. No, you can live free. Not free to do what you want, but free to live for God and for others. And so that's what we're going to kind of talk about a little bit over the next uh, few weeks. And the idea about being in step, we understand that's going at the same pace as the other person. In step, just a picture of uh, a parent and a child hand in hand. And it's obvious that the parent, the child of that age, probably wouldn't be able to keep up with the parent if the parent ran on ahead. But no sensible parent does that. You look after your child and go at the appropriate pace. Last week, uh, Trish and I took our three grandsons to the park. They're very excited about going to the park. So uh, they're five and three. That's the ages, not the names. But they ran on in front of us. And so, obviously, I do the dad or granddad uh, jog behind, keeping up, making sure that they are safe. And so we get to them. They know when they get to the road, they have to stop and so on. But we have to keep at the right pace. So it's okay. So if you're a follower of Jesus... Don't compare yourself to someone else because comparison's always a killer, isn't it? In every area of life, comparison's a killer. I'm not as good as that person. I'm not as talented as that person. I'm not as good looking as that person, or you might think you are. But that can be a problem, a comparison. But don't compare yourself. When we're in step with God, we go at the right pace for us to grow, to develop, to advance in step with him. 
So all I'm talking about being in step is it's not chasing after something. It's not running out of breath trying to keep up. It's about following God, absolutely, but being hand in hand and in step. Because when you're walking, you can only go as fast as the slowest person, can't you? I've done a lot more walking over the last uh, 12 months. You know, it's now socially acceptable to walk without a dog. <laughs> when I used to do that before, people look at you, where's the dog? But now it's okay. So I've been doing 10,000 steps at least a day and trying to get a little bit fitter. You wouldn't know that looking at me, perhaps, but believe me, better than I could have been. Uh, and so it's okay to walk. And then when, I, when we, Trish and I walk, we go at the appropriate pace for each of us. Trish has, a, has injured her foot at the moment. Made a bit of a big deal out of it, to be fair. But, but uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I would like to uh, have a nice household when I go home. Um, yeah, we go at the appropriate pace. The other day walking, she, we went a little bit slower because she had injured her foot. I'm not going to let her get away with that forever, obviously. But there you go. So it's at the right pace. I've got a picture of my dad, who's 87 next, next month. And uh, he, we took our two older boys up to, um, to visit him in the garden. And uh, Ezra and Amos are right there in one, uh, one call. And there's my dad at 87. So they were running and running around the garden, running around the house. And, 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 and they, were, they were shouting. And they called my, my dad, their great-granddad, Gramps. Come on, Gramps, run after us. And he said, I can't run. <laughs> I'm too old to run. I can't, I can't run. So it, was, it wasn't about, there was, they were not in step. And we explained to them, when you're 87, you need to take your time a little bit. <laughs> and that's probably reasonable. But that's not like that with us and God. God's not running on ahead that we can never catch up. God's not trying to set some sort of pace that you can never achieve. There's a rhythm and there's a pace to our walk with God. And God wants that intimacy with us, closeness, that walking together, being in step. So at this time, when Paul wrote the book of Galatians, there was a big battle going on, as I said, about people saying it needed to be Jews, and the sign of that was, was circum circumcision, so that needed, needed to happen. I'm glad that the sign of following Jesus is baptism. Yeah, yeah, just, just, just a thought. Um, yeah, absolutely. So he was saying, no, don't. We don't have to do that. Don't exchange one lot of rules for another lot, but be in step and be a follower of Jesus. He put it this way, and the message paraphrase puts Galatians 5 verse 2 like this. He says, I'm an emphatic about this. The moment any one of you submits to circumcision or any other rule-keeping system, at the same moment, Christ's hard-won gift of freedom is squandered. I repeat my warning. The person who accepts ways of circumcision trades all the advantages of the free life in Christ for the obligations of the of the slave life to the law. Very powerful stuff. And he's saying, no, don't exchange 
one thing, the prison and, you know, your, your, your background, your, your, your recent life story or, or, or distant life story may have been of a time when you were imprisoned by habits or, or a way of life that you couldn't kind of break out of. And God's released you from that. God's forgiven you from your past. God's given you a new start. And Paul's saying, hey, don't let that, now let that be something that you're going to take on a whole load of lists of rules and regulations. Christians are free from all of that, but we are free from that and free to something. Free to live well for God, to, to adopt the values that God has, to live our lives according to what God says and God's pattern, and to be more like Him, which is pleasing to Him. That's what we are free to do, to, free, to live for others and to live, of course, for God. So we accept God's freedom. It's a gift. Last week we celebrated Easter, an extraordinary story. I mean, I can't ever kind of quick get past how incredible it is that God loved me that much and loved you that much. So I want to kind of live in Easter and be in, we're Easter people, as has often been said. So I'm there, I'm living in that and thanking God for that. But that hard, hard, wart, hard won, expensive freedom that cost God everything, I'm not going to give that up because God has given it for me. Again, in the message in verse 13, it's absolutely clear that God has called you to live a free life. Just make sure that you don't use this freedom as an excuse to do whatever you want and destroy your freedom. So it's freedom not to do what we want. It's freedom to live for God, which is so much better. And when we hear and witness the people who are about to be baptized, we can celebrate that hard-won freedom. And we can cheer them on and pray for them and encourage them and support them through their journey of walking in step with God because that's something that's for life. And God is with them, not just then, but all the time. Galatians 5, 1 in the New International Version, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Really important that we grasp this, that we are free to live for God and to live for others. It's not just about me. It's not just about what I get out of this, this church business, this Christianity. This has done this for me, absolutely. But I get to do something for others. And that's what the, the gospel, the good news about Jesus is all about. Let me read to you again in Galatians chapter 5 a few more verses. Live by the Spirit, it's titled. My brothers and sisters, you are called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. So we, freedom gives us opportunity to serve others. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. The flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. There is a conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you're not under law. Then he lists all the good things of the fruit of the spirit, the, the evidence that God lives in us. Goodness and love and joy and peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Verse 25, since we live by the spirit, let us keep 
in step with the Spirit. In other words, make sure you continue to live free. You have been freed. You have been liberated. Now continue to live like that. It's extraordinary. It's amazing. It's wonderful. We will be forever grateful what God has done for us. But now let's live it out. Let's live free. Let's live for other people, not just ourselves to stay in step. That scripture talks about walking by the Spirit. It's that um, idea of, be, of that closeness, that intimacy. Trish and I often walk together, and it's a great opportunity for us to talk about the day and maybe talk about things about family and, and all sorts of things like that that you talk about when you have a closeness with somebody. It's, there's a, an intimacy there that, that, is, that is special because you can understand each other. And uh, that's what it can be like with God, that we can walk that close, even better than that, actually, when we walk closely with God. In the Old Testament, it talked about times when people walked with God. Abraham literally walked with God in the garden. It said that Enoch walked with God, then he disappeared. And, uh, you know, you get that picture. And that's not a bad thing on your gravestone. That You walk with God, then you weren't there. You'd gone, and you'd gone to be with the Lord. That's not a bad, that's not bad is it? Suggestions? Uh, for the future. But there, there you go. It's, it's a good idea that we can think about walking with God like that. We can have that closeness. Verse 18 talks about being led by the Spirit, to be directed by the Spirit. And, and I, I believe that the people being baptized today and next week have been led by the Spirit to take this next step. And so we say, well done, guys, and ladies and gentlemen, well done. And those who are applying to be baptized next week, well done. It's a great step in the right direction. It's a great step of following and keep going and keep walking with God. Keep being led by the Spirit. And I've, of course, talked about the fruit of the Spirit, to live by the Spirit. It's an awesome opportunity that we get to live for God. How about that? We don't need to just live for ourselves to do what we want. But it's, it's not constraining or controlling living for God. It opens up a whole greater and better life, life than we could ever imagine living for ourselves when we begin to live for Him and we live for each, others and each other. There's loads of fantastic examples of people who live for others in this church community. And we're grateful for each and every one of you who does that, that sacrifices for others, that thinks about others, that goes out of the way to help others. That's what Paul's talking about. We are free to do that, free from living for ourselves, to have life by the Spirit. In my pocket, I have my, uh, my driving license just in case you'd see me and wonder if I've passed my test. But it was a, I did it a very long time ago. But uh, this is a driving license, and this driving license obviously enables me to drive on the left-hand side of the road in the United Kingdom. It enables me to drive uh, a car and some other vehicles. Now, I could get really upset about this and say, this is constraining because I, I'm not allowed to, to drive on the right-hand side of the road. I'm not allowed to go the wrong way down a one-way street. I'm not allow, allowed to drive uh, a, a massive truck or a, or, or, a, or a coach, and I'd like to have a go. No, you need to be trained to do that. And those guidelines actually protect us. 
And sometimes we've been frustrated, you know, one-way systems for COVID and all that kind of stuff. But they're in place to help us and protect us. So when we get to live for God, it's not about taking on a whole Lord of rules, but the Bible clearly shows us how we can live and how we can live well. And when we gratify our own desires, that's not living well. When we do things against other people, that's not living well. But when we live for God and we live for others, this is what the freedom that God gives us entitles us and gives us the option to do. We want to live right. We want to live in step with God. We'll unpack this over the next few weeks. But when we listen to, in just a moment, these people who are going to be baptized, why they're going to be baptized, what God means to you, think about what they, what they are saying as they align their lives with God and take this vital step. Because it could be to, for you in the room or at home, you're thinking about taking this step. Well, listen to what they have to say. I'll be back in, after that and said, well, Are we going to take a step of following Jesus? Are we going to make that decision to do that because God has been so good to us? If you found this podcast inspiring and helpful, then we'd love for you to get in touch via at lifelanks on social media or our website, lifelanks.org. Life Church, impacting our neighbours, our nation and the nations with the good news about Jesus.